Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds at Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. Shout out Bruce Arians for one of the most important careers of any coach this century. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the host who once put an NFL defensive lineman in the dirt. And with me is AJ Swing Tackle Marchese. Oh, I was a swing tackle. That's what everyone called you, right? Mm Mm-hmm, they did. ST for short. Today, we'll continue our 2022 NFL Draft position rankings with the offensive tackles. Let's hit it! Going out to Vegas, gonna set my draft, gonna set my draft on fire. Seven, seven... Seven, seven, seven rounds in heaven with my lady driving out to Vegas, baby, looking for a Stingley or Thibodeau. Who's gonna bat it on draft day? Who's gonna wage your future picks away? Who's gonna reach for a blue blood? Lineman, the home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Tons of people take a multivitamin, and it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients helps to support gut health, the nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's lifestyle-friendly, adapting to a wide range of diets. It contains less than one gram of sugar, No GMOs, no chemicals, or artificial anything. Plus, it costs less than $3 per day. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during cold and flu season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and 5 free travel packs with your first purchase all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sports drink again that's athleticgreens.com slash sports drink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance we're also brought to you by colorcast colorcast is a live audio only sports talk platform that's free to download and to use talk to other fans athletes and insiders in real time It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Share your own experiences on the app. All you need to do is download the ColorCast app free in the iOS App Store, 
create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the group. Be notified when rooms go live and come with your spiciest takes. What do you think of this offensive tackle class, AJ? I'm really glad you didn't ask me if I have any spicy takes about this offensive tackle class. <laughs> no, I, 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 I got stuck in saying that for like 30 episodes. I'm finally out of it. You know what's weird? So. Like, I never like said anything about it. No, it was weird. You just accepted that I that's, that's yeah. the way the show worked now. I'm um, glad that's over. I hated it. I I did too. Um I like the group. I like the group. Um a lot of guys with some big upside. I I feel like there's like, you know, like like everyone's a bit of a not everyone, but like there's a lot of projects but interesting guys. I don't know. I I have a decent amount of draft pool grades. Um I try not to kick too many guys into guard. <laughs> I kicked a lot to guard, AJ. I try not to. There's a couple guys I'll be like, yeah, he might be a better guard. It's like it, I try to like do it where like if I'd give them a shot at tackle first. I okay, that them there. that makes sense. That makes sense. No, that's kind of what I did too. I I went back and forth on a couple guys. There's some guys I watched them and I was like, this no, I can't see him playing tackle, but I like him a lot if he was inside. <laughs> Other guys who. Other guys who I do think more likely than not could end up inside, but like you, I I, I see the path to them at least getting a shot at tackle yeah. in the first place, like whether it be they have the length or the athleticism. Yeah, um, yeah exactly. I mean, like, and from for our perspective, we're doing a podcast. It's not like we make these decisions, so it doesn't really matter. Oh, so okay, okay, speak for yourself. So I just like I'm the fan control football league's new GM. <laughs> we all are, buddy. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> so I try not to like just throw out too many guys. I'll say uh, I have Kennard in the guard group. Uh, that's like really the old uh, Sean Ryan. The, the same, same like the the guys who I think are consensus. Yeah. I, I I'm more thinking of the guys who are more like day three prospects. Mm. Whether I I decide to keep them at tackle or kick them to guard. Yeah. Because I'm I'm with you in that. Like yeah, Kennard's a guard. Um, sorry, that's a good rhyme. Oh, thank you. Like Jamari Salyer, I put him at guard. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, I put Zach Tom at center because that's mm-hmm. I think where you get the most out of him. He obviously started his career at Wake as a center. Yeah. Um, who who else? Is, oh, Sean Ryan. Yeah, I've got him at guard. Uh, um, Zackle, I have interior. Uh, Gedecky, I have inside. Yeah, me too. Okay. okay, so we're pro- yeah. we're probably on the same page. I and so what what I I really uh, wanted to say was obviously it's overall it's a weak draft class. Um, we talked about the depth at receiver, uh, though it kind of lacks that slam dunk yeah. top ten guy. Um, I think that this is the draft where you're you're hunting out trench players, mm-hmm. whether it be offensive or defensive linemen, uh, and I think. Clearly, we've got some studs in this tackle group, some solid depth. But I think there's the, the you're getting more to the interior group than the tackles specifically in terms of depth. Like yeah. I think you're gonna come away with a handful of guys who go on day three in the interior group, which we'll talk about in the next episode, that become NFL starters. Where I'm less sure of that with the tackle group. I think there are more there are there are more guys in this tackle group who. I view as early day three guys that I think teams will swing on on day two, and mm-hmm. it's it's there's a higher bust rate there. Yeah, that no, I, that's fair. I think like it, like there's a lot of dudes with big upside. There's a lot of length yeah. later into the into this class. There's a lot of fun projects that like, 
yeah, I don't know where guys are going to end up going, but um, on day three, I'm cool with it. But, yeah, I agree with you. Like, top to bottom, I think we're going to have more guys to top up for the interior off the line, you know? Like, maybe not, not as strong at the top, obviously, but just thick through the middle there, like all good guards are. And I think there's going to be more guys in the interior group, too, that I'm more bullish on. Perhaps as day three, like more draft crush type it's guys. Easier, it's easier like, to get those drafts. You like interior better than than the tackles. I do, too. I yeah. do. In, interior offensive linemen are like one of my favorite positions to watch. Um, but the the that that's not the the say I don't love some of these tackles. It's just I think it's more obvious with the tackles. Like the top dudes are who are the guys everyone loves because they're they're all very talented. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I do, I don't love it like. Just using my top ten for example, I don't love my six to ten tackle. Like I, I don't full heartedly believe that these guys are going to be long term starters per se. Yeah, like the, the tools are there. The the you see it on tape sometimes. There's a lot more inconsistency there than I think it will be with the kind of the back half of the top ten of our interior guys. Are all your top ten guys top one hundred guys? Uh, sorry, I'm checking. Yes. Okay. No, me too. But like my last three or so are like late third round, like borderline type of guys. And yeah, I mean, like, yeah, really, I agree with you. Like six through 10, I could see any of these guys busting, like, but, but really five through 10. Um, but uh, you like the tools and they're, they're interesting guys. Anyways, you want to get into it or are you doing? No. Okay. But let's just jump into your... <laughs> All right. See, see you on uh, t- Wednesday or Tuesday. So in the last five drafts... And now, this is... this is Just because a guy is played offensive tackle in college or is announced as an offensive tackle doesn't actually yeah. mean he's offensive tackle. So I think you will kind of... These numbers are going to be a bit skewed in terms of looking at how many interior O-line versus tackles were drafted. Uh, but in the last five drafts, tackles... 2021, there was 25. 2020, there was 20. 2019, there was 23. 2018, there was 21. 2017, there was only 16. Um, and, like, pretty much everyone so that, we named that we have interior probably included, it. like, in, in years past, those seven dudes are included in that number, right? Th- that's what I'm thinking, like, yeah. is Darian Kennard played right tackle for the entirety yeah. of – or right and left tackle for the entirety of his career at Kentucky. Like, when he is drafted on day two – I feel like the, he'll be counted as a tackle when in reality 99% of people are viewing him as a guard prospect. Yeah. So it, it's it's 20 – like the those numbers are all probably given give or take like three to five. Mm-hmm. How many uh, draftable grades do you have? Um, Maybe exactly 20. I got 19. So, yeah. Um, yes. Yes, yes. Yeah, so exactly around, 20. There you go. Around the, and we're doing our top 20 today. We'll rapid fire through uh, 20 to 11. And then uh, our usual top 10 we'll get in depth with. But let's start with uh, some superlatives so we can talk about the studs at the top first. And let's look at highest floor. Who, who in this group do you uh, – see, now I think the safest player in the entire draft is in this group. And so that's going to be my highest floor. Who, who do you see as having the highest floor? Evan Neal. Correct. Yeah. Um, 
He's my he's my tackle one. I'll spoil it. Uh, very, okay. very close with my tackle two, but I, I give him the edge because yeah, I, I think he's got the higher floor. Uh, first of all, he's a fucking mammoth. He's six foot seven and a half, three thirty seven. The length checks the boxes. You saw him at the combine. He carries no bad weight, really. That's it's pretty, ridiculous. It's pretty ridiculous. Um, like I, I honestly, watching him, I'm so impressed with like how gentle his feet are in pass protection. Uh, he is very, very, very smooth. Yeah, man. And, and, and like again, just the way he carries the weight and the and kind of the way he plays when you watch him, it's shocking to know he's as heavy as he is. Yeah, and he's probably playing at three fifty at Alabama. Yeah, I mean, the, there's been talks about him like struggling with weight fluctuation. I don't know. When I see a guy built that way, I, I, I again, I'm not, I'm not hearing stuff out of the Bama, you know, training room. But I don't, I don't worry about that. Um, Espe- yeah, especially when he comes to the combine down to three thirty seven and looking the way he does, like. He's clearly putting the work in. His technique is, like, very, very clean. It's about as clean as you can ask for. I think his eyes are really good. Like, he, he's, he plays a high IQ football game. Um, and then, like, his, his athleticism it does everything you, you want for as well. Like, he's fluid. He's a very fluid mover, like you said, uh, which is so impressive for a guy that size. And that, uses like, his length really yeah. well. He can fend off guys pretty easily. He's got shocking lateral agility yep. for a man of his size. Yeah. Um, like he he mirrors with the best of them, I, I think that the, the, like the athleticism really translates in pass protection. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I, I do think he str- he struggles more in the run game than, than in pass pro. Like I I think he um, yeah he'll struggle to sustain blocks sometimes. Sometimes he'll get a little bit high. I, I think uh, I like I just like to see like more consistent intensity from him and like more that more consistent finishing. I think that's the big one, right? Yeah. Yeah, and that comes with the 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 want to sustain the block, yeah. three to five yards downfield, and yeah, playing through the whistle, especially when you watch that against a guy like Iki Iquanu or yeah. Trevor Penning yeah. or like two guys who are just assholes on the field. Yeah, but alternatively, his his game, I feel like it, it is a little shocking. A man of his size, like his game, is more finesse. It's more of the the smoothness of pass protection. He's not killing guys. He just does such a good job mirroring them, fending them off. Hand placement and length are great. Um, he's yeah, like you, you mentioned the IQ. Like he's rarely, he's rarely getting tricked by by stunts or blitzes. Like yeah. he's always in the right place. He's got a great anchor. Um, you know what? I, it's just I, I kind of think like he would. Like I'm not saying his anchor is bad, but like you think he'd have a more powerful anchor because of the size. But this kind of goes with what we're talking about, where he's a little more finesse than power. Like it's not mm. bad at all. I, you just think with that size, you you think it'd be a little bit more, uh, a little more sink in it. Um, but all all that to say, like he is so safe because like yeah, you mentioned the technique, the size, the athleticism. Uh, I'm gonna take a guy who's better in pass protection than uh, as yeah. a run blocker in today's day and age anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and I, I say all that to say like he's not a bad run blocker. No, it's just. We're 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 nitpicking because he's arguably the number one player in this draft. Exactly. Um, he also gives you the versatility. Uh, in three years, he started at three different positions. He started at guard, he started at right tackle, and then left tackle this year. Like this year, he's transitioning to that position. He looked damn good doing and, it, and he looked damn good doing it. Um, so I don't know. Like to me, he is an instant plug and play, Pro Bowl level tackle for a decade. Like he's obviously like great. Uh, in the locker room, smart football player. Clearly, there's just so little to worry about with yeah, him. Yeah, there really is. Which is obviously what you want out of a lineman. Like, 
And there's there's not like penalty wise too. Like he's not over, like he's not super grabby or anything. Mm-hmm. He he's never hey. He he might lack the intensity, but he's never gonna get whistles after <laughs> whistled after the play like fucking Trevor Penning loves to do. Um, <laughs> you but yeah, he, yeah, he's just such a nimble big man, who his feet and his hands are connected really yes. well in pass protection. Like everything's yeah. on time. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I I, I really enjoy Evan Neal, and it, it's not for not. And like it's pretty obvious to say, but. In this class, there's a lot of guys coming out that um, are coming to small schools or, like, just didn't get to face, like, those big-time edge rushers. And he was doing literally every single week at Alabama, like, obviously. You know what I mean? Like, there's, a, you know, there's guys in your top five that uh, that weren't doing that, like like Penning. Like, he didn't get to face too many great players, right? Well, I didn't know today was your day to just shit on the small schools, AJ. I'm just saying, it's like, changed. that's another safe box. To no, I know. Like, he's playing against Texas A&M. He's playing against Georgia. He's playing against... Mississippi State, like he's playing. He, I mean, he played played against um, since Cincinnati. Use that game for example. My J Sanders ate the rest of their offensive line alive, and he he was he was just you didn't even talk about how well he played in that game yeah. because everyone else was just getting destroyed. Yeah, Evan Neal's just like he's. You're gonna watch an NFL game and never hear his name called because he that's what you want out of a lineman. Um, Alternatively, and this is why I, I enjoy this class so much, because I'm assuming your highest ceiling is Iki Aquanu. It is, and I think the way you put it with Neil at the end there was like, you know, you're going to watch a game and never hear his name called. I think that's a good way to transition to Iki because if it all comes together for him, uh, he's going to be one of those like superstar off to linemen. Yeah, and that's what I think is really cool about having maybe the two best players in the draft play the same position but play it in such different ways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, and, and, and for the obvious and reason, both. we were just criticizing or, you know, nitpicking uh, Neil's nastiness and ability to finish. And like you touched upon, that's that's every single snap for Iki Aquanu. Iki Aquanu's got the ability to be the best run blocking tackle in the NFL. Yeah. Like the the it, it, his his twitch is ridiculous. Whereas Evan Neal's smooth. Mm-hmm. Iki's so twitchy, mm-hmm. and he is so explosive out of his stance. And he's so powerful at the point of attack. And, like, even backside as a run blocker, he's ridiculous. He, he does such a good job back, backside. It's hilarious. Um, just the way he cuts off defenders and just plays with that mean nasty. Yeah. He buries guys. He plays through the whistle. He's also built differently where Evan Neal's 6'7", 337. Icky's a little short. Icky's 6'4", 310. Yeah. Icky's built like a guard but has the, the arm length, the, the stick at tackle. Um, he's a ridiculous mover in space. He has no issue sustaining blocks, but alternatively, like his flaws come in in pass protection, where he did get a lot better this year. Um, but he's still like Evan, Evan Neal's so technically sound and so smooth, yeah. uh, reaching landmarks, op- operating like moving backwards with his kick step, um, and mirroring guys. I- Icky can get a little all over with his feet at times. He he can get. A little over aggressive, almost in pass protection, where he can get a little lungy because yeah. he's looking to just kill shot a guy instead of um, just to be that smooth pass protector. And it's just cool to watch them them both because they're so very different but so very talented. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, to, to to go off the criticisms, I think it's kind of the hands. Like, first of all, like just hands and feet working together in in every phase of the game. I think he's kind of kind of worked that together. Um, but yeah, like the hands are like often mistimed. I feel like and sometimes shooting wide. And like you said, like kind of like gets a little lungy, and I think he's got like a bit of that outside lean and pass protection. And he'll let guys back on the inside, but for all, for all the parts you love, like 
like when he does use his hands, they're so powerful. Like they he, they pop. Uh, he can bury. Mm-hmm. He can devastate. Um, and like like his feet and balance are good. Like he gets the range and depth into sets. Like, and you just love the Demeter man. Like his goal is to put every put multiple players in the dirt every single play. And like it, it might be guys like totally out of the play. He's he's just a bully. Like he's a fierce motherfucker. He goes upfield. He doesn't stop until like the ball is you know the the ball carrier's on the ground and then some. Like I don't know. I love it. Like and like when he's not like when there's no one on top of him, he's looking like upfield and down the line, and he's gonna kill the free rusher. And like you pair that to like actually like you know when he's coming off the line, he's got like that fierce pop into contact, like that instant knockback power. Uh, that comes like straight through his hips to his hands. Uh, you love that, and like you said, the athleticism to get outside, blocking on screens, uh, picking up DBs. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like you just you love all that, and apparently a super high character guy, a great locker room guy. He it seems he's like a freak show. Yeah, like he and like yeah, he's that dude, like that nice dude off the field, and then a fucking animal on the field. And it seems like he's gonna help your franchise from the from the top he's, down. You know what I mean? Like from he's everywhere. A, yeah, he's. A, He's a tone setter both on the field and in the locker room. Yeah. Um, and, and I think you really hit it on the head there when you said uh, he's a superstar lineman. Yeah. Because there are certain offensive linemen it, it being a position that doesn't get the glory it deserves from the media. But there are certain linemen who kind of carry this this cachet with them, yeah. like the way Quentin Nelson does. And everyone knows who Quentin Nelson is. And, yeah. like, people love to talk about Quentin Nelson. Icky's got that to his game, too, where he's just such a devastating human destroyer uh and then the character on top of that like he is he's uh, he now he has a higher chance in my eyes of busting like i don't think he's gonna be like these are the the the, full disclosure the the number one and number two player on my draft board Mm -hmm. um i think the two best players in the draft and uh i i don't think either of them bust but i think like at minimum evan neal's gonna be a long-term starting tackle in the nfl whether he reaches a Pro Bowl level or not. The only thing with Icky is you do worry about cleaning up the pass pro stuff. But no, in, in my eyes, yeah. you you get him with an NFL offensive line coach and because and, it's just technique stuff. The want is there. The athleticism is easily there. Yeah. Um, it's just like, yeah, like you said, kind of getting the punch and the feet on time and, and, and just kind of learning to operate in almost a more passive way in pass protection rather than trying to go for that kill shot right off the bat wait for them to come for you then go for the kill shot type thing i, I will say though like theoretically if it doesn't come together at tackle i, I think it's going he's to. gonna be an all-star guard exactly so like it's not even like he'll bust because i think you kick him to guard and he's a he's a he's a pro bowler at the, at the worst i don't know you know what i mean like so yeah and i think he's got like that like pro bowl potential in terms of like even when he's not having a great year he's still gonna get voted to the pro bowl like you know what i mean because he's just gonna be that type of superstar pro bowl stick in power like you know what i mean so yeah, I mean they're, yeah. they're clearly the top two dudes. You can say they're the, the the top two dudes in the entire class. Um, it really is, like you said, it's fun watching them back. To, I, I watched them back to back, cleaning them up this yeah. week, and it, it was a, it was a very enjoyable. <laughs> no, no, it's bad if you watch them back to back and then like go do like a day three guy. But uh, I tried not to. If it, <laughs> yeah, it's just not fair. Um, but yeah, th- clearly those are the, the the two best tackles in this class, the two best linemen in this class, my two best players in this class. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a fun debate to debate uh, who's the number one tackle because they both have an obvious argument for it. Um, yeah, like when push comes to shove, I'm still taking Neil though. 
And, and, and I, I like that. You're, you're going the safe way. Me, myself, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going with the motherfucker who's going to set the tone. Icky's my number one tackle. And I went back and forth on it because yeah. I love Evan Neal, but I just watch Nicky kill. I just, I, it's too much fun. It is. Um, moving, moving to value pick. We're looking at a guy who can go probably day, day three. We're talking early day three. Um, either in this circumstance can provide, I don't know, long-term swing tackle ability, maybe be a, a become a starter perhaps. I don't know. What are you looking for in your value pick tackle? Yeah, I kind of – I wasn't sure where to go. My guy's a bit of a sleeper, but not really. Uh, I'm really high on him. It's a guy, like, who has a size, has athleticism. I'm betting on him to, like, put that all together and kind of take that next next step and, and be a starting tackle. That's, that's where I'm going here. Like, I went more, like – the day three guy that I think can be the the best player taken on day three, well, mm-hmm. at the position, but even maybe maybe not, uh, but like that kind of idea in mind. And I went with Matt. Matt well, let's go. North Dakota. So we went with the same. We went with the same guy. <laughs> Similar thought process. I, I assume that. I I reckon it has something to do with him being six seven three twelve, dominating the level of competition. Thirty six uh, inch in arms in the FCS. Coming, yeah, just being a mammoth, but also testing really well yeah. and having one of the most underrated Senior Bowl weeks yeah. of anyone. See, I still, yeah. I still don't know how he didn't get more buzz after the Senior Bowl. Neither do I, and you, and I don't understand how like if you didn't know who he was coming to the week, you watch him, he looked really good, then you go back to the tape and it all checks out. Like, there's lots of flaws, but I think like, and now again, it's a Senior Bowl, it's hard to evaluate completely on one week. But coming out of North Dakota, one of the big knocks you're gonna have is well, he didn't play high-level competition, but he did that at the senior bowl. I think, like, he kicked Abiketti's ass, like, rep after rep, if I remember correctly. And that's, yeah, he that's... did such a good job using his length. And then, and then when you find out, like, like I didn't think he was unathletic or, no. or anything, but then when he comes in and, and tests as well as he does, yeah. it, it's just funny to see the, the contrast in, in uh, like, if he was, I don't know, if he was a Big Ten tackle and he did this, 6'7", 3'12", 36-inch arms, with a with a one seven flat ten yard split, yeah. a, a nine five broad like he's a ridiculous athlete. I feel like there'd be more day day two buzz. Whereas he he I, I don't even know if he's necessarily a a guy getting definitely drafted buzz. But I would yeah. take him. Like what 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 great round grade do you have? On I'm him? I, 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 I have a fourth. I got a mid fourth too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I, I'd happily take him. And obviously, you're taking him on day three with the plan of this guy's not starting day day no, one no. but every all the athletic tools the demeanor the length like everything is there for with some technique coaching to develop him into a i think a starting right tackle in the I nfl 100 agree uh, i do want to see just nip nip nitpicking obviously like his feet are a little sporadic he can he can his base can get a little wonky um, in the run game, I wish he'd sustain blocks a little more. And, and part of that is, I, I think he he needs to improve his bend and his leverage. Like yeah, he, he plays, he plays high. a little high. Yeah, he does. But he he's he's also I think does a really good job in pass protection. I think I think he uses his hands and length very well. Yeah, the athleticism shows up in his ability uh, to mirror. He's got uh, some sob in him too. Yeah, like he's got that like powerful upper body. He's got that finisher mm-hmm. mentality. Uh, I think the first snap I watched in the Utah State game. Uh, he's getting to the third level and makes a block on a safety. And I was like, 
It's like, holy fuck, all right. Like, I knew he was yeah. athletic. And, like, I, again, it's not like it was a devastating move or, like, open a big run or anything. But, like... It's just seeing him do it's exciting. There's guys who can't get to the second level. You know what I mean? And he, <laughs> yeah. he, he constantly is finding someone to hit on the second level, too. And he can finish there, too. So, I love him having that radar. And then, like, a, yeah, like I said, that, that strong, powerful upper body, the, the finisher's mentality, the athleticism. Like, he, he it's not... You see it, like... So, like, he's super fast off the line of scrimmage. I will say, like, he's kind of like a long strider mover. So, like, it's almost like he he doesn't look as good as an athlete sometimes as he actually is, if that makes any... Like, it, I'm not questioning it, but, like, it's just, like, the way he moves is kind of interesting. Um, yeah, and, like, the, the strong hands. When it all comes together, like, he's got a solid kick slide. Like, he gets a little narrow, like you kind of said earlier. Um, got, got that leg drive in the run to move people, too. I agree with you that he's got to sustain a bit. But, like, when it all comes together for him, it's, it's really fucking good looking. And... I don't know, man. There's been so many worse tackles with not as good measurables as him propped up um, with worse tape. You know what I mean? Like, like, get, like go in the in the third round. So I love I love Let's Go. So yeah, I, I think day three. That's the guy I want to target. Uh, I'm I'm all with you. I, it's hard to gauge where exactly he's being viewed right now. Yeah. Um, but I, I like I, the idea of him getting out of the fifth round to me seems a little absurd. Agreed. Um, going to sleeper, we're p- probably what talking mid mid to late day three type guy. Mm-hmm. What are you looking at here? Yeah, so I kind of kept a similar formula here, uh, except to, out of the Big Twelve. I went with Obina Ezzy, who also is a freak show in like size. He was six six and a half. He's so long. Three twenty one and thirty six inch arms too. Yeah, Molesco. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I think Molesco is the bit the, the much better player. I kind of have him in like the late fifth, early sixth kind of round. Um, didn't test all that well. Like he was okay, but like he's got the, he he's got that basketball background. Uh, another guy like it, it's fun. He but, looks more athletic on tape than the, he than the like he, yeah. he didn't test terrible. Like he he's fine. like average. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he looks more athletic on on tape than I think the numbers show. Def- definitely. Yeah. Cause you see that like athleticism get into the second level. Um, yeah. He, he's, he, to me, like I have, he's my 20th tackle and my, my final draftable. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, like it's, you're just betting on, the, on developing yeah. that in the long term. It's a long term play. Cause yeah. he's kind of a mess at times. Like, Oh yeah. He, 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 he just, he plays so high. Yep. His hand and, placement and, like, is that, bad. It, like, it, his anchors up issue because of that. His feet, but then yeah. other times, like he moves so well. Yeah, like you were saying, gets to the second level, and and he like despite his hand placement and and like despite being a technical mess, he can mirror guys too. Yeah, yeah. Like, he does a, a shockingly good like, job. So, mirroring sometimes guys his feet are so like sloppy, like segmented, but like, and sometimes he's like just like crossing guys face backside, not really doing anything, but like. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw a couple snaps where, like, he's using that, like, to, like, block two guys, like, pick up a blitzer. And, like, that's – and, like, not, not even with a chip, like, just one-on-one. Um, but, yeah, he's so high. But he used that length so well. Like, even there, like, when guys go on the dip, he just kind of leans on them. And he, that's pretty effective getting them to the ground. Um, and, like, I, I think, like, like when his feet – like, when he's engaged with a guy, like you said, the mirroring, like, when he's engaged, his feet are pretty good. It's just like when he's kind of like sometimes he's just super sloppy and they're pretty connected to his upper body and I, I don't know like the the traits are there and like you said kind of like a guy that you bring in that's a project. Um, yeah, and we're talking we're taking him in the seventh round. Like it's not like we got to rush to do anything with him. Yeah, like I'm a higher I'm higher on him than you, but no, I think that's probably where you're getting like the sixth seventh round. But yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think he's he's a lot of fun. Okay, so with sleeper for me, I took it a little bit more uh, a different direction. Um, 
I, I I looked at it as a guy who I think is a sleeper to go higher than expected and be, start in the NFL. Okay. Type thing. Okay. So I actually have him above Let's Go. Um, be, because of that, and it, it's Thayer Mumford, the Ohio State tackle guard. I got play wherever you want. Yeah. Okay, so obviously he played left guard this past year after spending uh, four years as a left tackle at Ohio State. Uh, I think he's better suited for tackle in, in like a gap or power scheme. 6'6", 328, 328 massive man, mammoth. Um, I th- he's just so strong, and I, I love the ability that I can play him at tackle or at guard. I'm getting him on day three. Yeah. Uh, he's an okay enough athlete. Like, I'm not too worried about that. I'm like... Again, scheme specific. I'm not playing like I don't want him in his own scheme, but yeah, yeah. He he's got some uh, asshole to him. I think he does a good job getting to linebackers for for a man of his size. Uh, strong anchor. Once he's got his mitts on you, it's locked down. Um, he 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 can play a little high, which does impact his his uh, drive in the run game. But he's also so so big and strong that uh, he it, it almost hides it a little bit. So if we can get him to play with a little bit better leverage. And then pass protections, uh, the the feet are a, a concern for me, um, but again, it's more of a technical thing and less, to me, less of a, he can't do it and more of a he just needs to be taught how to do it. Yeah, and they, they no coaching at Ohio State. That's a good point. Exactly. I mean, look, the, I mean, look at look at the the left tackles technique. That 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 boy, I don't think was coached. <laughs> more on him later. Um. <laughs> I yeah I don't know I'm not sure where where I where to have him exactly I don't like I think that's a fair take that he's more of a tackle than a guard because um, like the tape was better at tackle but, but like yeah and, and I just think it's it's nice to know uh, like he's got experience playing both yeah no for sure for sure like at minimum I'm getting a guy who can give me depth at a, a, almost every position on the offensive line yeah no exactly that's that's a good pick. Um, going to deep sleeper. Yeah, so my guy, uh, not not incredibly deep, but my guy's also a guy I consider kicking inside. He may end up may end up out uh, in there, but like at six six three fifteen with nearly thirty four inch arms, I'm gonna I'm gonna give him the, the cut outside at right tackle first, and that's that's North Dakota State's Cordell Volson, who I, I've liked for a while. Um, like like plays plays a bit high because he's got that height, but like I don't know, I like him because like he he does. I think at worst you kick him into guard, he got something there. Um, like a powerful dude, he's got that mean into him. He's like, he's more of like a mauler with his upper body, like rather than like using his hands. But like, I don't know. I like that. Like, not to the, the theme of the show, maybe the the swing tackle potential there, uh, with like the athleticism. Like, so he's not like a not like a really good athlete, but like, he looks pretty clean on, on tape and like, I don't know. Like, the, the, all the pieces are kind of there to find like a decent football player that that's gonna be able to like kind of play, um, somewhere along the line for you like down the road. So I'll have him in this slot on the next show. Okay, please do. <laughs> <laughs> we we love Cordell Wilson on the show. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. Um, I, I kind of struggled here because mm-hmm. I, to me there's such a drop off from the draftable tackles to the. Yeah, I got a draftable grade. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Yeah, so it's like I don't. There's not a lot of of these undraftable tackles. I'm like actually feel can be something because a lot a lot of the 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 lower end tackles are guys i end up like jatir carter for example i got him at guard i love jatir carter and he'd be good good i think would be a good uh pick for this slot but again i've got him there um so i I just i just went with a guy who i i kind of didn't know a ton a ton about 
and then came away impressed and kind of came away with my, my, my take on it was this is the Rashid Walker of the late day three. Okay. And and I like that a whole lot more than the top fifty. Um and and that that's uh Vidarian Lowe from Illinois. Oh, I like Vidarian Lowe. I like Lowe. And so he's a good football player. I don't and I'm kind of shocked there isn't more about him. Yeah. Cuz he he's 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 a, just a a big mean powerful left tackle in the Big 10. Uh physical run blocker. I think strong hands. Like he's not not a great athlete and he, he's not great in pass protection. He's a guy who might be a guard, but he's a, I, I think I, he's gonna be like I could see him being like a valuable swing tackle. Yeah, who can like even kick in and play a little guard when you need it? Yeah, like he's just—I I don't know—I like his demeanor a lot on the field. I like how physical he is. He's, like how he's got thirty-five. Once he gets, he's, he's really good. Long. Like, yeah. yeah, and he uses and once like, he gets well. on a guy. Yeah, yeah and, and when he gets on a guy in the run game, he, he usually takes him for a bit of a ride. Yeah, and, and, and yeah, he uses his arms well to fend off uh, pass rushers. I don't know. He's he's a guy who I just think. I'm kind of surprised he wasn't at the Senior Bowl. I don't know, mm. Jim. What do you think, Jim? <laughs> I think he's a guy that can hang um, around in the league for a long time. Like, yeah, his, his... I have a draftable Me on too. him. Me too. Uh, I, I feel like him and Volson like neck and neck. I believe. Um, I think like his flaws, like you know, he plays high. Uh, he kind of like opens up inside too much. He lets that let that counter come back. I feel like his 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 knocks either like they're coachable or uh, fixed moving to guard. Uh, like you know, other than playing high is a little tough inside, but. Yeah, like like he he's just like really long, really well put together, and he uses that length really well. He moves pretty well. Like his explosives were bad, but everything else wasn't bad. Uh, good mirror, like good balance, solid anchor. Like maybe maybe you, a little bit of work there, but. Um, you want to hear my comp? Uh, yeah. Marshall Newhouse. It's a good one. I, I he's like one of the guys I didn't couldn't come up with the comp for, but I like him. He's a good football player. Like you're looking at like I don't know where he's gonna go, but I, I got him like the mid sixth. Um, actually, just once I have a warm spot ahead of Volson on my, my my rankings here, um, and I think you're gonna get a player that's gonna hang around for a long time. Heck yeah! Now before before we get to the wild card, do you want to know today's deep deep sleeper? Yeah, uh, yeah, please. Tanner Owen of Northwest Missouri State. It's a, it's a powerhouse. Do you know who he is? No, actually, I don't. Uh, neither did I. He had the highest RAS of any offensive lineman I didn't know, so that was enough for me to get interested. Nine point four four RAS. Um, he 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 plays. So he, they list him uh, as a tackle on on RAS, but the the game the 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 tape I could find, he was playing right guard. But they also run a triple option at Northwest Missouri State. So he's just, yeah, so he he was just like clearly the most athletic guy on the field playing guard and it was just i don't know i don't know there's like probably zero chance anything happens here but i'm all Wrong. for him uh, he's gonna be the best player in the draft you're right yeah i love him he's he's his his highest rash comparables were sean slater so <laughs> his next one is jordan gross so yes he's a he's pretty a, yeah he's a king yeah i feel pretty good about it uh okay go go to wild card lots of wild cards yeah in this there's a lot um, of wild cards Lots of lots of guys who could go top fifty, yeah, and like not be good. Yeah, I feel like we, and there's so also, many choices here. Yeah. Also, I don't know that some some of those guys who have had that top fifty buzz. I don't know if that that buzz is still there for them. Yeah, there's been a weird it's, amount uh, of guys like you've seen mocked in the first round that uh, 
that they're, they're just faded away. Like, <laughs> anyways, I, I don't, I kind of want an audible, but I'm going to go with a guy I, I like actually. And it's big Danny F Daniel Falele. That's my pick too. Shit. Fuck. I was hoping he wasn't. I'll pick someone else. Cause I wrote three down, but that was my top one. Shit. I was going to let you go first. I'm like, I don't think he's going to have him. Um, shit. Yeah. I mean, look, He's six foot eight, three hundred eighty-four pounds, and he's a monster. We've used the term mammoth quite a few times. He, he's he's actually a mammoth. Um, you know, didn't test well. Like you can see, like you, you see the physical limitations the moving, but like for that size, I'm pretty good with it. And like he just getting around him, it, it takes time because he's of the sheer size and the length, and like. To me, when it comes together, when it all comes together for him, we see glimpses on tape and at the Senior Bowl, and when it when that happens, it's amazing. It's like he's got ridiculous upside. But I I don't know. Like he's such a project because obviously coming over from Australia has four years of football experience. If you put it in that context, he, like he's more advanced than he should be at this point. Like, but but all that being said, is like he's he needs a lot of work. Um, and then you got like you know the the physical limitations of like he's laborious getting at the second level. He plays so high. He's not, he's not really got a lot of bend into him. Um, but like just learning to use his hands consistently and the feet coming together and like, just, I don't know, man, he's already a really good football player. Like he was a very good college offensive lineman. Um, I am, I'd bet on Daniel F. I bet, I bet on big Danny F, but it's going to be interesting. Yeah. So uh, uh, he's not, as athletic as you'd hope, no, I think. he's not. Because, like, I think a lot of it, him being massive and being from Australia, people are like, it's Jordan Mulata. Yeah, yeah. Jordan Mulata's, I think, a lot more athletic than him. Yes, um, a lot more athletic, yeah. Yeah. But Falale, he he's, like, massive. In, when he locks onto a guy, he can drive him. Yeah. I just think he's very scheme-specific, right tackle, yeah. power, right tackle. Yep. Um, like, I, I don't think he has the quickness to, to play in his own scheme. Like, he gets away with some poor technique and pass protection because of how yes. large he is. Yeah. Uh, and so you, you do worry. Like, I think you got to take him along slowly. Like you're saying, he is further ahead than you sh- would expect from a guy who's so new to football. Yeah. Um, he, like, yeah. I don't know. And I, I don't know. Like, is a team going to bet on him in the top 50? Or is he going to go in the back half of the third round. Like, I don't really know that's where it's at right yeah, now. But. That's the range, but yeah, Cause I don't the, know like, it, But there's also, and you can say this about Nicholas petit Freire too, who's a bit of a wild card. Like, there's also been times he's been mocked in, in the first round of mock drafts. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just been so all over. And, and, and transitioning to petit Freire, that's another guy who, huge pedigree coming out of high school, uh, started at left tackle, obviously, this this past year after being at right tackle for Ohio State the year before. And I don't think anyone thinks he lived up to no. the hype. And then his whole thing was like, yes, he is fundamentally and technically raw, but he, he's got this five-star pedigree. He's this big-time athlete. And then he just didn't test nearly as well as you would have hoped. I, I think it shows up on bad. tape, though. But I, totally, it does. It does. Yeah. It does. Like, I think he gets out of his stance to the second level really well, and I think that's kind of the best thing he's got going for yeah. him. And it does kind of – like, his 10-yard split was pretty damn good. Um, I just – like, you just so worry about hand placement with him and anchor and, and, and just how high he'll play at times. Mm-hmm. And, 
and also he's been a guy who's struggled to keep weight on in his career. So I think he's a wild card, and I think Rasheed Walker's a wild card yeah, too. Definitely another guy who's had all this hype, and, and I think he is. Uh, whereas Fawale's a power guy, I think Petit Frere needs to be in his own scheme. Rasheed Walker, I think, is a little more scheme versatile, uh, but a little more wonky in pass protection than than the other two. Just be because his feet can be really bad, but he's also really strong at time. Like the, these guys are just all three of them are really inconsistent on tape. So for Walker, he's one of those guys that like he's gonna get that look at, at tackle first, but he might end up being a guard for like his best interest. It's like all, all the kind of like criticisms that like you know he's got that wide kind of body like that like a a guard should have. He's got that heavy punch. Like you said, he's strong. He holds up against the power. He's moving guys in the wrong game. Like and like he's kind of like good. Like just he's got that like good like inside recovery, which I think is like nicer for a guard. Like it's important for a tackle, but like when that's like one of his strengths, I think it's better for him to to kick inside. Um, I don't know. Like yeah, I mean he's like he's he ends up on the ground a lot. His hands like need work too. Like he's, like he's got wide hands in the wrong game, and he's not getting to the and, second level. Like he's he's that type of dude, yeah. And like all three of these guys, could end up going in the top fifty. Yeah. All, 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 also, to me, all three of them could could go a lot later than that. Yeah. Like I know I I think all three do end up going on day two, but uh, I just think that they're all very very all over the place right now mm-hmm. on, on what range on day two and like. Do you feel comfortable with any of them playing week one in the NFL? Because I don't. No. Like, I, to me, all three of them are, are, like, pedigree projects. Yeah. And I don't love the idea of taking that on day two. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because day, day two to me is, especially with linemen, more so with interior guys, but day two to me is a day to to get those safe plug-and-play offensive mm-hmm. linemen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's fair. Like, not... not not necessarily superstars, not like the Ickies and the Evan Neals of the world, but like guys who who I can trust to start week one, and I don't really have to think about it. And there's not a lot of those guys in this group. No. I think it's a lot of big after after those after my top three guys. I think a lot of them are big swing type picks. Yeah, I think and I don't know if I'm comfortable with that. I think of the three that we named. I think like if say we're we're all looking at pick. Uh, I don't know. Like, if I were to bet, like, which one has the least busty, I think I'm going to take Petit Friere. I think so, too. Yeah. I think so, too, because I think he, he his skill set translates, again, all uh, more zone, zone scheme specific, but, like, I think he'll translate to being a good run blocker in that faster than He's the other two will teams, yeah. at anything. Yeah. Now, I will also say Falali's got the most upside, though, because mm. of that. And I will say, like you mentioned with Walker going inside, I think Wa- Walker could be a safe inside type of player. Mm-hmm. Interesting dude, so I think that uh, that's for sure. Um, best bet, I kept it simple. I just came back to Evan Neal. Yeah, it's, it's Evan Neal. I mean, I think he's the best bet in the whole draft. I, I guess my, my before we, we move on, my last thing for you is, if you're the Jaguars, just t- w- w- why not just take one of them? I would. Evan Neal, Ricky Iquanu. I would. And like... And I think you're going to be higher on Aiden Hutchinson than I am. But to me, it's like Doug Peterson, a guy who's had a history of wanting big, mean offensive linemen yep. and succeeding with them. Yep. Like, it's just these guys are both so damn good. And I know you you tagged Cam Robinson. You signed Brandon Sheriff. 
You drafted Walker Little uh, on day two last year, and he had a better year than I think either of us expected. Mm-hmm. But, like, to me, you can never have too many offensive linemen, yeah. especially when one of them has, like, one of these guys that could be an all-pro for you. And, like, I don't know. Well, especially, like, when you got those two and, like, the, the edge class is deeper. Yeah, and, like, it's it's going to be a slow rebuild anyway. Go get the surefire Pro Bowl-type guy who's going to be a tone setter on offense, protect the franchise, and Trevor Lawrence. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, and, and again, both both Icky and Evan Neal can play guard. They've both started a guard in college. Yeah. Uh, but also, like, Doug Peterson's it, never won a Super Bowl without a Michigan pass rusher, so. Fuck, that's such a good point. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. Who would you take if, if you're the Jags and you say you, you narrowed it down to one of the two? I know I know. Icky's your number one guy, so are you just going to stick there? Yeah, I, th- I think I would because what you get with this, uh, and, and I guess the reason they're they're not jumping out at the gym to take one of them is because of what they, they kind of shockingly have enough competent pieces on the offensive line. Yeah. And to me, that m- means you can take a bit of a bigger swing, although I, I still think Either way, you're fine. That's fair. Um, and I think, like, week one, your offensive line could look like um, Cam Robinson at left tackle, Icky at left guard. Uh, you actually you need a center now because Brandon Linder just retired. Brandon Sheriff at right guard uh, and, and Walker Little or Jawan Taylor at right tackle. It's the Jags, regardless of what they do, the offensive line's not going to be good. They're probably going to they're probably gonna draft Evan Neal and teach him to play center. <laughs> That could be kind of sick. So, that would be kind of sick. <laughs> uh, you know what else is sick? Athletic greens because they keep you from not being sick. Great, great because work. it's time to – thank you. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during cold and flu season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sportsdrink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sportsdrink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. We're also brought to you by ColorCast, the live audio-only sports talk platform that's free to download and to use. Talk to other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Share your own experiences on the app by downloading it in free in the iOS App Store, creating a profile, and linking your Twitter. Uh, and come with your spiciest takes. I'd love to hear your spiciest <laughs> take, AJ. Uh, we're back. <laughs> who's, your, who's your 20th to 16th tackle in this class? All right. Like I said, I got 19 draftables. So number 20 is not a draftable, but I got a, I got a big Luke Tenuta. <laughs> at number twenty, uh, nineteen. One of the one of the most interesting interesting watches. I got uh, Dare Rosenthal from. Uh, hey, me too. Right there. Finish your drink. What are the odds? Seventh round grade. Freaky athlete. Yeah, <laughs> freaky like six seven two ninety, and he's all legs. It's he's a he's an interesting guy. Uh, I kind of think he should play basketball. Like go pro in like. I, I was wondering how Croatia. his hands are, and kick him up to tight end. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> he ran well. Be, or or, or be, be, be your swing tackle, who's also your jumbo set tight end. Some secret design plays. Yeah, 
yeah, that's it. Okay, so he's a first-round pick for me now. Um, yeah. <laughs> 18 for me, another interesting dude. I got Kellen Deach here from Arizona State. Uh, I got a okay. mid to late six on him. Another freaky athlete. Yeah, a lot of freaky athletes in this group. Weird size, though. Yeah, like Rosenthal. Uh, 17, I got Cordell Volson, my guy, mid six round grade. Right after him, I got Vidarian Lowe, our guy, mid six round. I know you like Volson, too. Mid six round grade. 15 for me, another interesting evaluation. No, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, yeah, We're sorry, only sorry, doing sorry. 20 to 16. Sorry, oh, sorry, you're sorry, getting sorry. ahead of yourself. Whoa, someone's excited. Uh, yeah, I was ready for the next one. Cool down. Sorry. Okay. 20 for me is Abina Ezi from TCU. Uh, yeah, your guy, 7th round grade. Uh, 19 is Dar- Rose- Rosenthal from Kentucky, 7th round grade. 18, a guy I wasn't sure whether I'd do a tackle or guard. I ended up keeping him at tackle. Zachary Thomas of San Diego State. Yeah, I got him inside. Re- okay. Yeah. 7th uh, round grade. Uh, 17th, I've got Vidirian Lowe of Illinois, 6th round grade. And 16, I've got Braxton Jones from Southern Utah, 6th round grade. 15 is, is Braxton Jones for me. Okay. So I was excited and to get there. Yeah. An- another athletic guy. Lots of athletic guys. Do you want to talk any Braxton Jones? Yeah. Where do you think he ends up going? He So he's a guy that I could see a team swinging on mm-hmm. him. Like, I, he didn't have a – like, he, he tested really well. His tape's good uh, for the level. I don't know. Like I, I could see a team being so excited about his traits yeah. that they they've convinced themselves. Like he's good in pass protection. I thought like pretty good feet. Like he, he moves really well. Obviously, I, I want him to play with a little more edge and and be more of a run blocking sustainer at least. If he's not going to blow guys off the ball, but he's interesting. Yeah, one. the tools are there. But no, I, I agree with you there. Um, yeah, I'm with you. Like I like a late fifth, early sixth round grade on him. Uh, yeah. 14 for me is where I got Obina Ezzy. Uh, similar grade, late fifth, early sixth. 13 is where I got Spencer Beerford. A bit of a jump here. Like I, I think those guys okay. are kind of in a group, and I, I jump up to a late fourth round grade for Spencer Beerford. Before before you move on, I also have Spencer Beerford with the tackles, but I've seen a lot of him being a guard. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I mean, we can. T- but he's got that arm length. I know he's not the t- he's six four, but yeah, I mean, he, he's interesting in that in that regard. He's another guy that I think he's just going to get that look out, out outside first because yeah. he's got that arm. So like. Nearly 35 inch, and my, my, my comp is like Cedric Obwehi, who's played both spots. Not a not a good player, but <laughs> sick. Congrats, Spencer. <laughs> he started a lot of football games, made a lot of money. Uh, nothing wrong with that, but yeah, no, I think I think like that type of dude that's going to get looks at both spots. Uh, but uh, tackle first for the Bengals. Uh, 12, 12 for me. This is where I got Rashid Walker. I got a mid fourth round grade on him, and uh, just a nudge above him, I got our guy Matt Lewett. Well, let's go mid fourth round grade. Uh, Spencer Brown comp. I wrote that one down. For well, let's go. Yeah. Ooh, it's spicy. I don't know. Uh, I'll tell. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you mine. Yeah. Uh, in a second. Fifteen. I got Spencer Beerford of UTSA, fifth round grade. Fourteen. I got Kellen Deesh of Arizona State, okay. fifth round grade. More on him in a sec. Yeah. Thirteen. I got Matt Walesko of North Dakota, fourth round grade. Twelve. I've got Thayer Mumford of Ohio State, fourth round grade. And eleven. I've Rasheed Walker of Penn State, fourth round grade. Um, Deesh is weird because he's six seven, freak show athlete, but he has such short arms. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't know, but like I also don't like I don't know if he can be a guard because he just he he struggles with his hand use so much and and like he's not a powerful player. Like he's very athletic and it shows up in the run game and his his feet get him through in pass protection despite lack of length and poor hand placement, but. I don't know. I just don't really know what to do with him, but I know I like him. <laughs> See, I, I don't know what to do with him. 
I like the athleticism. Like he does like he's got pretty grippy hands when they when they land, you know, and he keeps them inside. Like he's he's pretty yeah. good there and he's like he's just solid when he's like sitting and mirroring, it looks crisp. And you see the athleticism, but like man, he needs to get stronger. Like he's yeah. he's narrow as fuck as a ROM blocker too. I, so I wouldn't kick him inside. Yeah. That's the issue, is like he doesn't have like what he does doesn't translate inside, but he also doesn't have the arm length in theory to hold outside, so it's just a weird situation with him. But he's also a freak show athlete. Yeah, uh, I also don't think he's athle- as athletic on tape as the numbers. No, I say. agree. So that's why I think you another guy you're you're bringing him to camp when you draft him and see how his hands are. Moving to tight end, mm. he blocks like a tight end. He reminds me of a tight end when he blocks. Um, anyways, uh, did we did we do enough on Rashid Walker? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, I just wanted to say, well, let's go. It's calm for me. Nate Solder. Let's go on. Go on. Thank you. Mu- Mumford's is Morgan Moses. Oh, that's a pretty good one. Who do I have? Uh, Rasheed Walker's is Riley Reef. I didn't put one down for for Walker. I think Walker's a tough one, but yeah, that's a pretty good one too. Thank you. This is the only reason I don't actually watch the tape. I just punch <laughs> in the name, see what okay. see what the numbers say is the closest athletically, and write it down. All right, and then I pretend. I like it. That's smart. Uh, Thanks. <laughs> uh, can we get our chart? Saves time. Top ten. Yeah, go ten to six. 10 for me, all, all top 100 grades. I got Abram Lucas here. Uh, late third round grade, I uh, give him a Josh Jones comp. I struggle with the comp on him. Uh, hmm. Nine for me, I got Max Mitchell. Late third round grade also. I, I, mean, I did him a bit of a throwback and, and comped him to Jeff Backus. Uh, eight for me, Ooh. Nick petit Friere. I got a late third. So these guys are all kind of close. Struggle with him. I give him a Levi Jones comp, which is a, another throwback. Uh, seven, seven. I got Tyler Smith here. Uh, late second, early third. I'm not sure how I feel about him. Still, this is where we get into this this funky territory. Uh, mm-hmm. My comp is Robert Hunt, and six is where I got Big Danny Danny F. Uh, same similar grade, late second, early third. My comp's Trent Brown. Yeah. You're way. Oh, I like that one. You're way higher on Danny F. I've, than I've I always been. I've always been. I don't know, man. Like. You got that that size. It usually doesn't fucking fail. Like you know what I mean. Like a, you know what you know. You, you, uh, I'll, 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 no, I'll just say it now. Uh, the one thing I worry about is their offense is so RPO heavy. It's mm. hard to get an idea of what he looks like in pass protection for an extended period of time. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I, I, Fuck RPOs, man. I'm so sick of them after this quarterback class, and now it's impacting my offensive tackles. <laughs> Hate it. Uh, Ten for me is Nicholas Petit Friere of Ohio State. Uh, early fourth round grade Billy Turner comp. Oh, that's okay. Uh, thank you. Nine Daniel Falale of Minnesota. Early fourth round grade Phil Lodehold comp. Uh, eight my guy. I I can't kick on AJ. Max Mitchell of Louisiana. Third round grade. I love Max Mitchell. Brian O'Neill comp. Um, seven Big Abe Lucas of Washington State. Third round grade Anthony Costanzo comp. And six Tyler Smith of Tulsa. Third round grade. And the con- I, I put down Taylor Moten as a tackle, Kyle Long as a guard. I think he could be a really fucking good guard. Yeah, he could be. He, but yeah. he like he there's not necessarily a reason to kick him there. Yeah, yeah. Because he's he he he's talented ta- left tackle, who has the athletic traits. He's a big boy, but he's just so flawed technically and just <laughs> so grabby and. I don't know. I I don't know if like and we're seeing him like mocked in the first round. No, that's crazy as a tackle. Tough. So like, I, which yeah, that's insanity to me. Yeah, I think like that's such a big swing. Um, but I do like Tyler Smith. I do too, and I think it is backed up that 
I think worst comes to worst, I'm getting a good guard. You know, like, I think that's kind of that's where it is. Because he, he's got that guard f- like frame, but then that tackle length. Yeah. And he's got you know yeah. that flashy athleticism kind of to recover, like that like talented anchor, like uh, like if he figures out his hands, like like the anchor could be like top end, I think probably because the hands are just not good. Like he's constantly miss shooting. He's just like a bear hugger. Like they're, they're yeah. getting wide. He, that like lets him kind of get walked back a bit, even though like he's probably more powerful than the guy lined up across from him. Mix that with yep. like f- fucking f- like messy footwork. Uh, he's fun though, like because like the, the like with that wide body, you don't expect him to get out on like out on speed so quickly. He just jumps that angle and kills that. Um, I don't know, man. He's he's good. I I've, you know what I feel like? I feel like he hits hot streaks, and when that happens, everything will come together like for stretches, and he'll look really good. He'll look like that potential first round guy, and the nasty turns up. And when he's not on, it it, it doesn't look good. Um, yeah, and like that comes with the nastiness too. It's not always there, but like he's got plenty of power to, and like to generate that drive and like plenty of that upper body power to, to toss dudes. He's a really interesting guy. He could have been a wild card for sure. Um, Max Mitchell, I just think is such a talented run blocker in, in his own scheme. He just he flows to the next level so easily. Yeah, he does. I think he's he, he's got great vision to find the next man he's got to pick up yeah he, he, he um, pulls well he's really good backside blocker too and he's just got like that like he's a tough he's a tough dude i, I like i don't know, like he works double teams well gets to the second level like he said like got, like has good hands like too like he's got quick hands he's in a hurry to replace them he mirrors well i think he's like one of the safer guys he it's he to me his tape he looked so much more athletic than the numbers yeah no for sure too um he is, yeah, I think he's just really safe in his own scheme. He like throughout the Texas game, he, yeah. he's playing right tackle, his natural position. He ends up playing left tackle through the game too. Yeah. Like he can move around a little bit. Um, I mean, he plays a little high in pass protection. You can his anchor is not great. The senior bowl, he needs me to a get stronger. Bit. Yeah, the senior bowl, like his hand placement's a little yeah. out too outside at times. Um, but yeah, in the in the right scheme, I think he he's a safe bet at right tackle. Uh, Abe Lucas, natural pass protector, great athlete, love the size. Just we we don't totally understand what he is as a run blocker because yeah. he he played in the air raid and then he played in the run and shoot where it's just like not natural run blocking. Um, I'm gonna I I don't know I I would very much be comfortable taking him in the third round. Yeah, I like him and Max Mitchell a lot. I think they're both really safe. But I. Really, I worry about even Lucas. I just think he's inconsistent. I, I I don't know, and I like I we've watched him for so long now. I've liked him, um, and like yeah, like you said, just the the run game. We don't know what he looks like there. He doesn't. I don't think he's got that demeanor. Demeanor. I I think don't think he's kind of like no. He, my biggest knock on him is the lack of edge. Yeah, I don't know, and, and and that that does scare you because it's a guy who doesn't have a lot of experience in the run game, and so what's that going to look like in the NFL? But then I fall back on how how smooth and natural he is as a pass protector. Mm-hmm. I think he's got great feet for uh, for a yeah. tackle of his size. Yeah. Strong, strong. Uh, like I think he's core, nice mirror to him. Yes, yeah, st- st- anchor as well. And then he tested so well, and I was just like, I'm 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 happy with it. Yeah, I think he's an interesting interesting one. So I kind of who's your comp again mm-hmm. for for Lucas? Anthony Costanza. That's a not. Yeah, it's a pretty it's a pretty good one. Um, Thank you. Anyone else? Where we did Freer? I think that's it, right? Yeah, that's it. Hit me through five to one. Uh, five. I guess we got the same five dudes. Five for me yeah. is uh, Bernard Raymond. Uh, Finish your drink. 
I got a mid-second round grade. I'm still not sure exactly how I, I, I feel about him, but I went with the extremely lazy comp of Eric Fisher. Uh, <laughs> me too. <laughs> He's a tough one. Uh, four for me is Trevor Penning. Um, Finish your I, I have a first round grade on him. I got that 20 to 20. I, I got a late first. Like that 20 to 32 range. Now that we'll get into him, we haven't really talked about him a lot. Um, my comp is Taylor Luan. Same. <laughs> Okay, the top three, I found hard with the, to comp the top three, so we're going to have different comps. Uh, three for me is Charles Cross. I have a yep. mid-first-round grade on him. Another guy who I, I think you could put for highest ceiling. Um, yeah. My comp is Lael Collins. I struggle with that one. Um, okay. Two, I got Icky. We already talked about this. Top 10 grade. I don't like my comp. I want to hear yours. I put Jedrick Wills, but I think he's going to be better than Jedrick Wills. Um, and number one is Evan Neal, who's from Bama. Top 10 grade. I... I I didn't know who to put for Evan Neal, so I ended up with Andrew Whitworth. Hey, me too. That's weird. I, I'm, that surprises me. Okay, I like that then. We, we know he's going to be a 15-year starter then. I'm, we're, we're, we should feel good. 20-year starter. Yeah. Um, yeah, five for me, Bernard Brayman, Central Michigan, third-round grade, Eric Fisher comp. Four, Trevor Penning, Northern Iowa, second-round grade, Taylor Luong comp. Three, Charles Cross, Mississippi State, first-round grade, Dwayne Brown comp. That's a, I saw that one too. Two, Evan Neal, Alabama, first-round grade. Andrew Whitworth comp, one. Iki Aquanu, first-round grade. I, I know it tackles not this guy's natural position, but this is the player to remind me of. Is Elton Jenkins. Oh, that's funky. Who I think is one of the five best-ish offensive linemen in the NFL when healthy. Play left tackle, can play left guard. Yeah, yeah. the similar build. So I know it's – yeah, yeah he, he reminded me play style, size, uh, kind of the athleticism, the demeanor. Um, I don't know if this I is know too it's like not naturally the position, but I don't know if this is like I I struggle because yeah I, I struggle with the comfort Kwanu and I think it's just that icky zicky I think he's just he's he's kind of one of a kind here. Yeah, I mean I imagine like what were people saying Quentin Nelson's comp was. <laughs> it's, yeah, that's weird. So, uh, I like that icky zicky. Uh, so Bernard Raymond. To, to me, the biggest concern is how old he is. Yeah, no, definitely. When you're when you're trying to draft a project, it's not great that he's gonna be 25 like, by the end of uh, the first month of football. Yeah, the German came over only started playing football in high school. Six six, three hundred pounds, short arms, under thirty three inches. Yeah. Great athlete though. He plays with, like, he doesn't have a asshole demeanor, but. He like and he struggles in the run game at times, but he also does such a good job in space. So if you get him in his own scheme, like I think you're feeling pretty good. Now it's just about him, like you're drafting athletic traits. But like I I can't take him in the first round. I can't feel good about taking him in the first round. He's too much of a, a project yeah. at the age of twenty five to be going in the first round. Despite me like liking his tape and I think we've got a, a guy who's gonna start at tackle and look really good in the in his own scheme. Um, I think his feet are pretty too, good too they for a, a a guy who's new to the position, and the athleticism totally translates to that with his ability to mirror and, and uh, move laterally, um, and it helps hide the arm length too. But that's another thing was he can he can kind of his hands can be a little soft, yeah, and he can play a little high, and guys can get through him, yeah. and then you throw the arm length on top of that, and it's just I worry too much. Like I I. I wouldn't take him in the top fifty. I don't think. I closer to fifty. I'm I'm okay with that, but not not in the first round. I think that's that's too much. But yeah, like the movement ability you see, like you know, he, you're, he's working it to the second level. He's getting there fast. He's plenty strong. 
he's gonna hold up against power, I think. Like, and then yeah, I think he's like more advanced than you expect at this point. I know he's 25, but coming over and whatnot, and like he, he you know, he picks up stunts pretty well. And like you said, the feet are quick, they're smooth. I think his pass sets are like actually pretty crisp. Like he gets good depth on them. The athleticism shows up there. Yeah, it's it, it is impressive how quickly he's picked up pass pro technique. Yeah, um, but yeah, I just with that. With everything there, it's hard to take him the first round when he's that age. Yeah, if he's twenty one, I would. I like, and that seems like such a, like four years, doesn't seem like a big deal, but it's such a massive deal. Yeah, especially at, at that age. Um, now I don't. I don't think he's gonna be a, a bad player. It's just like I, I think no. that the, the the ceiling is limited because of that. Yeah, I agree. I also think there's a of the top five tackles. Like there's a lot higher bust rate. Because of both age, the the arm length, and like the lack of strength. Yeah, and, and doesn't have the the demeanor of of a penning like at all. No, it's funny because yeah, yeah, him and penning are are both freak shows. And moving to him now, penning is more athletic, an inch taller, twenty pounds heavier, the meanest person on the field, like almost to almost to an it's almost negative. Because he takes so many fucking penalties. Yeah. Like, Tr- Trevor Penning would drive me crazy. And I do not think he should be a top 10 pick. Let me say that. Like, I think he's a back half of the first round type of guy. Yeah, that's me, me too. Um, uh, and I have a second round grade on him. I just think, like, there's probably only, like, 18 first round players in this tr- class. Um, and he he can be so grabby in pass protection. But he can also just lock dudes down. He's he's very strong. He's got a great anchor, uh, and then yeah, he can compete with the speed rushers too because of his athleticism. And then the run game, he moves really well in space, and he's just trying to kill everybody. He 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 gets to the second level well. Like he's scheme, like he's not scheme specific. He can play in any scheme. Uh, whereas like Raymond, I think has to play in his own scheme. Uh, and, and I compare those two obviously because they're both um, kind of the smaller school in Athletic, theory. And, yeah, betting on the athletic traits but yeah penning's a lot cleaner and i think just brings so much more to the table yeah i, I totally agree with you um his hands need a lot of work like they're, they're like both in the pass and in the run like they're late like he kind of lets guys get into the body and that's how he gets he holds everyone yeah holds and false starts on the table a lot um yeah i mean and like even like when he's 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 in like he's in the drive phase like he's leaning and mauling more than like actually using his hands um but anyways, yeah, it's just it, it, the asshole, uh, mean motherfucker tossing dudes is a lot of fun though. But I don't know, like it's if he wasn't such a good, there's athlete, a difference. I wouldn't but have a first round grade, then that's a hundred percent for sure. But like, yeah, um, I don't know, because like his eyes aren't great. Like I think that kind of affects him like both on stunts and picking up blitzes and working to the second level. Um, but like you know, like when he's pulling, he looks really good, and like he's got lots of power, and the the size is perfect. That the testing is perfect. His feet are workable, like like you know what I mean. Like uh, I think it's, I don't know. It's more likely than not he's gonna put it all together. But um, yeah, I don't know. Taking him at nine, <clears throat> I don't know. why I'd say that number, but at nine, uh, seems fucking ridiculous to me. But if I'm taking him at twenty five, I'm cool with that. Like that's that's the type of dude you take there. As long as it's, as long as it's not twenty. Uh, <laughs> we haven't really said Charles no, Cross's name. We haven't. I'm excited to talk about Charles so, Cross. Charles Cross is fun because no, he's not on the Neil and Icky level, but I think to to me he is. He's kind of in in his own tier. I think yeah. he like I like him a lot more than Penning. Um, I think 
just the natural ability and pass protection yep. is so exciting it with him. It makes it look Young, so easy, man. Yeah, younger guy too. Yeah. Um, and, and and just like the feet are so clean, and he's almost floating yeah, out there. Yeah. Uh, and, and um, surprisingly. Like, you you would think maybe he doesn't have the best anchor, but I think he's got a surprisingly strong anchor. Yeah, no, solid. I mean, everything in pass pro for him is like like so good. Like he's he's plenty yeah. strong. Like his, his feet when he's engaged too are so like so good. He's always square. Um, he used that length his, really well. Yeah, his his hand placement is I think the the biggest concern there. But yeah, he uses the the arm length well to fend off guys. Um, he's so quick in, in terms of. Kind of, if a guy counters inside, like he, it's almost like he teleports yeah. right there to get yeah. there. Um, and now similar conversation with Abe Lucas yeah. uh, in that he like he, he he's played in the air raid the last two years under Mike Leach, like Abe Lucas did at Washington State, and you just don't. I don't know how confident you are in him as a run blocker, yeah. just because he hasn't done it a ton. And like the athleticism is there for him to be like a very good zone scheme run blocker. In theory, he also doesn't have a great big edge to him either. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like it's kind of a bit of a, it's a big projection with him as a run blocker. But I think with how natural he is in pass protection and and the athletic traits and um, the the age, like you just you're confident you can kind of get him there when you've got the harder part handled with pass protection. Yeah, yeah, no, I totally agree. I think like maybe uh, tell me if you disagree here, but like. I think maybe sometimes like the the elite speed rushers of the SEC can kind of like beat him to the top of the rush, and he's got to like kind of leave that stance a little bit at times and chase. And this is me nitpicking uh, like an amazing pass blocker. So just uh, and like maybe he gets a little grabby at the top of the rush too, and he just kind of got to let go. And that goes back to what you said about hand placement. Uh, mm-hmm. t- tell me if you I don't know because that's that's just something I said. I'm not I want to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, no, I I think um, I think he he can get a little grabby. Uh, and yeah, the, it's just kind of getting his hands in the right place because the rest of him is in the right place, yeah. generally speaking. Like, and, and when he's not, he recovers well because yeah, his really good. athleticism are there. Yeah. Really good um, recovery player. I, and he also like when he, like he he does have the ability to just get quick out on a guy and like that snatchy hands to shut down like those outside moves. Like, mm-hmm. so like it's just like this little nitpicky. Like he's a really fucking good pass protector. But yeah. The knock is like how house. early would you take? How early would you take Charles Cross? I take him at nine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, See, that's why I can't. I can't grasp that. Like Trevor Penning's gonna go top ten if Charles Cross doesn't. And like I don't have Charles Cross as a, a top ten player. In my like, where do I have him? I have him eleven. Yeah. So like pretty much, and I have Penning twenty one. So like they're not that far apart. But I just think there's, it just I don't know. I can't wrap my head around like. Penning, for example, going sixth and cross falling all the way to eighteen or something. Mm-hmm. No, that's that's for sure. Who do you think is especially in this class? Yeah, who do you think his best fit would be for for cross? Now, that's a good question. Regardless of draft position, yeah, or you can give me one of each, like the the right home with the draft position, or like regard irregardless. Um, hmm. I mean. The Saints would be a really great spot uh, for him to fall one. to. That's a good one. If if he were to fall, like, I think that that's like such a great spot for him to land and in such a great. I I mean, like a team team need. To me though, if I'm if I'm the Charger at seventeen, I'm not passing him up. I think that's a great one too. Um, 
I think like the Cardinals should should like try their best to go up and get him too. Like that that would be nice. Yeah, I, if we're looking later, I think those kind of three teams are perfect. Um, if I'm Carolina, I would I would take him at six if I'm going tackle. Yeah, no. I'm, uh, oh, so Scott Fitter is like off his off his rocker though right now. <laughs> He's talking about, like, I don't know if we can pay Brian Burns. Like, why are you talking about that? What he are you does not about? play his, cold, his cards close to his chest. He's just like, no, he doesn't. <laughs> it's exciting. It is. I like it. I like it. Um, anything else? I think I think we hit everyone, right? Yeah, and, like, Icky and Evan are undefeated. Can't wait to get to guards because ho- I'm hoping. No, well, the Steelers paid all the guards, so now we're not drafting one at 20. So I don't know, AJ. We put paid Chooks too, so we're not taking a tackle either. Chooks is the best. Uh, you're good there, buddy. Don't worry. The linemen show lose a little luster when the Steelers finally don't need one. Well, they need one. They just aren't going to take one. They, they need more than one. I think they just. Uh... They should take Matt Willetsko. Well, let's go first. Of all, uh, that's the Steelers' name. I agree. You know what else is the Steelers' name? What? Thayer Munford. Take them both. That's a Steelers name. You're right. Is Munford from Pittsburgh or yeah. am I just making that up? Sure. Sure. He's from Pittsburgh. He's Why would you know where he's from? I don't know. I feel like that's something Gus Johnson would say. He's from Cincinnati. The Pittsburgh of Ohio. That's what they you say. You can't debate that. Wait, AJ, before we go, because I forgot to say this last time. This episode of Seven Rounds in Heaven is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to tie or find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats. So go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at sportsdrink. Spelled like sports drink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying to not let the funk out. Uh, next show, interior offensive lineman. I'll be a little more happier on that show. Uh, which offensive lineman doesn't let the funk out the most? Find out next episode.